And we're live. Welcome, everybody. This is a special episode of The Realities Arts. I've got uh, the Paranoid American back. We're doing this awesome Crusader series where we're going through these awesome occult comic books that are like kind of Christian and kind of weird and kind of fucking awesome. And they're a big part of my childhood. And um, dude, Paranoid American is the man and he's helping me get through these. So uh, this is number two. Oh, yeah, brother. Yeah. And I think we've stepped it up a little bit uh, where we're going to have we're going to do we're going to have some like robotic voices to help so that my Russian doesn't sound like a fucking like drunk German. Uh, something like that. I'm still going to play the sluts, though. So we'll see. Thomas. It'll, be, it'll be a learning experience. Here. We're, just, we're having fun. We got there's some alcohol in the mix. So fucking that's what you will. And, uh, and I just got to I got to state again, too, man. It blows my mind. that is actually. Uh, brings you back to childhood, man. Because I like, again, <laughs> like I came across this whole series, not Chick Tracks, but the the um the Crusader series later in life, like you know, probably into my thirties, maybe. And I remember finding this, like, man, this is some twisted, twisted, uh, sort of like content. And to, and it for explains you, a like, lot. Oh yeah, man. When I grew up <laughs> as a kid, you know, this is just like what my parents got me. <laughs> it's crazy to hear, man. I was under ten. I was under ten <laughs> reading this shit. <laughs> It was great. So I mean, I'm a little, I, bit, <laughs> a little bit jealous, but you know. <laughs> oh shit, man. Uh Thomas, this is I don't know, like your third or fourth time on the show, but you still want to let's throw some uh some plugs out there and tell our audience a little bit about yourself and where they can find it. Yeah, man. So I go by Paranoid American. You can find me at paranoidamerican.com. I've been publishing comic books about conspiracy theories and occult research and uh, all sorts of, you know, taboo spicy topics for over 10 years and just recently we just came out with the chosen one uh comic series which is about conspiracy podcasters and there'll probably be some cameos from uh some some well-known people that you're familiar with and then also check me out on instagram at paranoid american and you can find a whole bunch of other uh stuff that i've been working on in there hell yeah dude and shout out to Juan from the one-on-one podcast everybody go check him out uh he's the fucking man yeah, dude, this is going to be fun as fuck. And, uh, dude, so I'm not going to go into detail because I don't know what was supposed to be secret and what wasn't. But Thomas was telling me a little bit about his, like, his life yesterday. And I was like, dude, the Dosakis guy can, like, fucking suck a dick. You, my friend, <laughs> might be the most fucking interesting man in America. I don't know about that. I, I had some fun early years, but I'm pretty fucking bored at this point. <laughs> Shit, man. All right. So let's do this. This is number two. Uh, this is the Crusader series. This is Chick Tracks. These are some awesome fucking comic books. This is number two. It's called The Broken Cross. It's got a fucking... So everyone that's listening to this, I mean, you can kind of maybe keep track of what we're doing, like audio-wise, but you should really watch this on Rockfin or YouTube to get the full experience. Okay, so what are we looking at here, dude? This is a pretty sweet cover. Yeah, the, honestly, this is probably um, the the uh, the height of what Chick Track comic book illustrations can really look like. Not just this cover, but the rest of the inside art is phenomenal. But even for the time period, this is like really phenomenal artwork. So here we got this. See, the colors of, are awesome. Like the like got, the whole thing is fucking great. It almost has like a watercolor uh, look to it. Like it's definitely like a canvas painting. But it, but I love all the uh, the artwork here. Look and at the got details in the cops like outfit. This rugged ass, uh, this, yeah. you know, this sheriff holding this uh, '70s looking hippie by the arm here. 
and uh, dude, that cop fucks, dude. Yeah. Look at <laughs> I think I think he might be a switch hitter, but he stuff he fucks yeah. one way or the other for sure. Dude, he's got big dick energy though. He's got a beer can dick. I actually I mean, I can yeah. see a bulge. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> I was gonna say that. <laughs> So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll kick it off here, man. And I'm gonna introduce the uh, the cop voice here, and uh, we'll just start off on that. And I think you're gonna be taking over all the the sexy lady voices because we right. determined yesterday that you've got the sexiest voice. So here we go. This is the Broken Cross, uh, Volume Two by JTC, which stands for Jack T. Chick. This is the cover. It says, "Oh, you're busting out the robot voice." Okay. Don't you tell anyone what you've seen. Fuck yes. Wow. Okay, so it says up here. Now, I should also be ready because I'm not sure. The first one had a million fucking uh, uh, verses. We don't have, I don't see one here, but I'll be ready. To do that. So I almost suggest that maybe we skip over those or at least okay. like, sidebar them and then come back to them. Okay, and it'll, it'll it'll break up the flow between the pages when we really. That is true, it. that is true. So the top here, I guess I'll be the narrator. It says the broken cross. Um, my deepest appreciation to John Todd, ex Grand Druid priest. Oh, this is gonna be good. Fuck yeah, yes. Yeah. So this is John Todd. Everybody, Google him later and have fun. So my deepest appreciation to John Todd, the ex-grand druid priest, for the authenticity of this occult information used in this story. Also to those others who came out of witchcraft and have verified this material. So just so everybody knows, this is supposed to be true as fuck. Well, this is absolutely verified <laughs> by ex This is word of God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, starting with this little slit. I was trying to say slutty and sexy at the same time, and I was mixing it up. Okay, this slutty, sexy senorita goes, Wow, I'm free at last. Well, it's about time, maybe. I'll find some excitement. Look, up the road, there's a girl. Hey, all right, that's what we've been looking for. Hey, get in, where are you going? To L.A. And then Thought Bubble, it, it looks safe. Uh, there's a girl with him. Hey, what you doing here? I'm splitting from home scene. How come? I, I'm, there's two women and I'm trying to be two different women <laughs> and I'm not doing a very good job. So goes, my folks are trying to cram church down on me. Those fuckers. I'm Bobby and there's Glenn. What's your name? These might be dudes. Oh, I'm, shit. I'm Bob. No, no, I'm Bobby and this is Glenn. What's your name? Donna. How old are you, Donna? I'm 14. Oh, perfect. Are you meeting anyone in L.A.? No. I'm on my own. Get ready. This is really living. Not so <laughs> long, thought. Donna, baby. <laughs> that fucking thought bubble. What? Gasp. Oh, my God. Help me. Okay, she's out. What time is it? Six o'clock. We made it. It's only 1030. Hey, that was good timing. Yeah, thanks to our little hitchhiker. With all these girls thumbing, we'll have an endless supply. Oh, yeah. We dedicate this girl's blood to Lucifer. Give us the power of her blood. 
Lucifer, we drink of her blood to you, thou god of peace and love. Okay. And then there's a subtitle here that says, This act takes place eight times a year in witches' covens throughout our country that practice human sacrifice during the Black Sabbath. And this little side note would be something that came from John Todd's uh, occult research. Uh oh. Looks like trouble. Hold it, please. Oh. Let's park and see if we. Yeah, maybe you take over the driver because I got to <laughs> switch between the voices. Okay. Oh, look, it's trouble. I think you're the cop. Hold it. Hold it, please. Let's park and see if we can help. What's going on? It's weird, man. They found a body of a chick over there. There wasn't a drop of blood on her body. That sounds like the occult. Hey, boy. You stay out of this if you know what's good for you. What's, what's going, going on? on? I'm not going to two cops, right? Yeah, this idiot thinks we've got Satan worshippers here. I'll have you know, boy, this is a God-fearing community. We've got churches, Boy Scouts, Campfire Girls, the VFW, and... And witches? God damn it. Let me give you some advice. Keep moving. Let's get a cup of coffee. Right on. Hold it. Someone's got a problem. Here, Tammy. Here, Tammy. Where are you? My dog's gone. I had her tied up here when I went into the store. Will you help me look for her? You bet. She's an apricot cocker spaniel. Here, Tammy. Sweet. <laughs> this rope has been cut. I'll go look down the block. We've looked everywhere. Tammy's gone. Hey, man. Do you know where we can buy a puppy? Yes. Here, take this and go buy a puppy. Right away. It'll help you forget about Tammy. We'll keep our eyes out for Tammy. Thanks, mister. Those were real nice guys. Here, Tammy. <laughs> There's a dog in the back of a van. <laughs> and, and, and real uh, quick cut here. How fucked up this kid lost his dog and the, the answer is like, oh, here's some money. Just buy another one, faggot. Jim. Jim. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, you be Jim. Jim, let's talk to a local pastor. Maybe he can give us some answers. We passed a little church about a mile outside of town. Let's go. Hey, someone's here. There's a car. Gentlemen, please come in. I'm Pastor Cooley. How do you do, sir? This is Jim Carter, and I'm Tim Clark. Now, gentlemen, I look like I diddle kids, but I probably don't. What can I do you for? Pastor Cooley? Do you know of any occult activity in this area? Ha ha! Good heavens no, Mr. Clark. This is 1974, not 1700. This girl was found without blood, so naturally we assume the occult. My dear friends, if such a thing happened, then the body must have been dumped into our area. No, I don't believe in this enlightened age that witches exist. But Pastor Cooley, the, the evidence is stacking up, with the Church of Satan growing. Mr. Clark, that is utter nonsense. If you keep talking this way, folks will think you're mentally sick. 
Hey, I'm curious, Pastor. What did you receive Christ as your personal savior? And then he goes, I don't see what, how any of that's a matter of your business. I, dude, I'm mixing up the black guy and the, and the fucking <laughs> pastor. <laughs> I'm terrible at this. But the word of God says, I don't believe the Bible is the word of God. No, do I believe that Jesus is the Jehovah. And I don't believe in the virgin birth. Then why in the world did you? are you in ministry? I'm not a religious bigot like you are. I'm a very liberal pastor. I love this shit. <laughs> Do you believe in the second coming of Jesus? And then a bunch of cursing. No, now get out. Now, does your congregation, what hope does your congregation have if you deny the word of God? I said, get out. Man, this guy's something else. Something's wrong, Jim. Let's go to the library. I'd like to check something out. I'll fix them both. And this is a super dope panel here with the dude lighting the candle with like a little skull in the background saying God is love over his left shoulder. Dude, I knew this guy was a chomo. Just look at him. <laughs> Let's go into the occult book section and get a rundown on witchcraft. Nothing. Every book is gone. <laughs> There's plenty of books on the occult. Let's look under witchcraft. Same thing. Gee whiz, let's ask the librarian. Excuse us, ma'am, but do you have any books on the uh, on the occult? Oh, no. Not in this library. You'll only find those in the big city. That bitch lying. <laughs> lying, bitch. <laughs> Sheriff, there were they were in the library snooping. Thanks, Barbara. They're staying at the motel. It's Death Bower. I know they're staying at the motel. If they don't go by tomorrow, they're gonna get more than they bargained for. That's nice. Let's drive over to that town across the river. If we hurry, we can get to the library before it closes. Tim, let's pray. Let's pray before we go and ask God for direction. Oh, by all means. Gracious, loving God, Father, we ask you for your leading. It's little... drizzling. I better turn on the wipers. <laughs> How much time do we have? About a half hour. Tim, this is something in the headlights. Look out, man! Screech! Oh, we need a soundboard for the next one now. <laughs> we missed him. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hey. What are you doing out here? Do, do you want to get killed? What's wrong with him? Is he is he stoned? Hey, come on over into the light let, so we can see if you're hurt. Jim, look, what is he eating? I can't believe it. It's human fingers. Chomp, 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 chomp. This is Satanism in its worst state. Let's get him to the highway patrol. Okay. We're going to take you for a little ride. Who's going to be <laughs> I, this guy? I think I have a problem. You really do. Screech! Officer, we have a guy in our car. We found out on the road. So? So? You better look at him. He's a cannibal. A what? Look. Oh. 
friends, and look what I found in this creep's pockets. Oh, I'm gonna be sick. Where did you pick them up? About 35 miles east from here. Didn't I see you two this morning? You were talking about me a cult. That's right, officer. We're by your corners, car, when this sheriff chewed us out. I think we're onto something, and we need your help. Can, can we count on it? You bet it. Here's my card. Thanks, Officer Bradley. You know, I've suspected for a long time that something weird's been going on, but I couldn't quite put my, excuse the expression, <laughs> finger on it. Back at the hotel. Tim! You know what? About all this stuff? How did Satan get started? Oh, this well, I'm glad so you asked. Oh, yes. It's all in the scriptures, Jim. And it's exciting. Let me share it with you. It all started in heaven, back before hell. His name was Lucifer. And Lucifer's position was one of the highest in heaven. He guarded the throne of God, and his beauty was great. Lucifer had it made. Lucifer's mighty downfall, though, was pride. I will extend it. Uh oh, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. His new name is Satan. Rebellion started in heaven. A multitude of angels joined him as they were all thrown out of heaven. They were given a new location. An atmospheric heaven is now Satan's domain. One of his titles was the Prince of the Power of the Air. You see, God created him, Adam, and gave him control of the earth. And if Satan could make him sin, then control of the earth would be forfeited, and it would fall to Satan. The temptation came, and Adam fell. Man died spiritually and developed a rebellious nature. Satan became master of the human race, and Satan's new title became the god of this world. The earth became the battlefield for the souls of men. Satan so polluted mankind that God destroyed the world with water. Only Noah and his family escaped. You see, Satan's first big man after the flood was Nimrod, who started Satan worship. Even the Bible says he became a mighty hunter, but he hunted for the souls of men. He was the first to sacrifice children in the fire. He was known as the child destroyer. The satanic system set up by Nimrod in his city of Babylon ultimately spread throughout the world. The Bible calls it the mystery of iniquity. And this evil system passed through the centuries. Some of it polluted part of the Christian church and made it ineffective but its main thrust was into the political arena, and it is thriving today. During the time of the Roman Empire, there was an extremely powerful religion of witches called the Wicca, the Wise Ones, which is still in existence. Years later, it was overshadowed by a group of Luciferians called the Illuminati. Its present name is Mariah, and their god is Lucifer. Satan knows his end is near, so he's pushing witchcraft as hard as he can. Does his organization have money? An endless supply, and he uses it to attack Christ. This is why Jesus Christ Superstar and God Spell came out. It was to discredit the Lord. One depicts him as a loser, and the other is a clown. 
The public doesn't read the Bible, so they believe him. What about the exorcist? Again, Satan's pictured as winning. That film was slanted to show Jesus was powerless against the devil. But we know who wins in the end, right? Right on, bro. Why does he have his shirt off and he's all sexy? He's He's showing his cum gutters right now. (laughs) Remember, Jim, today, Satan must first get permission from Jesus before he can make a move against a true Christian believer. Oh, I hope Tammy's okay, wherever she is. Man, that's out of sight. I missed my line. <laughs> Come on, Mutt. It's party time. Oh, shit. The next morning. What? Wait, what did these guys do overnight? For the last time we <laughs> see them. Right? Right on, uh, bro. They're, yeah. in a, they're, in a, they're in a nice little fucking motel with a little fountain, right? They were talking about Lucifer. Okay. Talking right, about cool. Nimrod. Whatever. We're not going to read into it. Go ahead. Good morning, bright eyes. Hey, man. Did you get up with the chickens? I wanted to uh, arm myself for what we have to face today. Listen to this, Jim. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. Let's pray, Tim. Put your angels around us, Lord. No, this is me. (laughs) Put your angels around us, Lord, as we storm the gates of hell today. Remember, James, the gates of hell cannot prevail against us, meaning they can't hold against our assaults. Well then, Timothy, let's go suck it to them. This is racist as fuck. Hi, how's the food? Terrible. Hey, that's a pretty necklace. Yeah, you dig it? It's far out, but what is it? It's for my protection in this messed up world. Wait, isn't isn't that a pentagram? Yeah, you know about these things like that? I understand this stuff is for real. Yeah, Lucifer is a far-out dude. Hey, I'd like to hear more about it, but not around these straits. Okay, let's go across the street to the park. I kind of like where this is going now, actually. Mm Mm-hmm. Are you a witch? Yeah, man, I really dig the power. Are you... I don't know who's talking... Are there any more like you around here? Only 80% of my school. Jody, how did you get into this? Well, I tried the church thing. And they told me God doesn't do anything supernatural anymore. Then I met a teacher at school, and she told me about Lucifer's fantastic power. Is it real? Oh, yes. I've seen him do things that would blow your mind. He can control almost everybody. Jody, who can't Satan control? Oh, some of these stupid Jesus freaks. It's weird. If I cast a spell on a real Christian, it bounces back onto me. So I shine. Then, (laughs) so I shine them on. It's weird. Are you a witch? Are you a white witch, bitch? That seems kind of obvious, no? 
Uh, well, I started as one with astro, astro, astrology <laughs> and Ouija boards, and I wanted more power, so I went into black witchcraft. Most kids find that Lucifer's force behind both white and black witchcraft, so why not go for the real power? Jody, you've been lied to. Jesus is moving mightily in the supernatural today. Really? I've never heard that before. But Lucifer has given me everything I wanted. But are you happy? Not really. I'm afraid of everything. We have perfect peace plus power. Listen to this, Jody. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions. And over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. But isn't that for preachers and old people? Nah, now dig this. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love, and of sound mind. Jody, you could never put a hex on us, because we're protected by the blood of Jesus. And if we submit ourselves to God and resist the devil, he'll flee from us. Baby, that's power. Gulp. Lucifer flees from them? And you can have that same power. But I blew it. It's too late. When I joined witchcraft, I took an initiation rejecting Christ. What was that? I was handed a ceramic cross, and it was turned upside down, and then I broke the crossbars down. That meant that I rejected Christ for all time, and I sold my soul to Lucifer. You can't sell your soul to Satan. You already belong to him. Jody, you can't reject Christ. And even if you never knew him, when you receive Jesus, you give your soul to him, and he gives you real life. I don't, I don't understand. Neither do I. Look here, Jody. Satan is the greatest fool in history. He knows in the end he gonna lose. He also knows that when Christ puts him in the lake of fire, he's gonna bow down and call Jesus Christ Lord. Uh, then why is Jesus just a, a little kid born in a stable and, and grew up and was executed for political reasons? Shut up, bitch. No, Jody. Jesus Christ is God Almighty. He is Jehovah, the King of Kings and the Lord of Hosts. Now, his love for Jody was so great that he left heaven to be born of a virgin. And then he went down to the cross to die for Jody and shed that precious blood to wash away your sins. Uh, then you mean to say that his blood will wash away all the horrible things that I've done? Even like a uh, uh, human sacrifice? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> What the fuck did you say, bitch? <laughs> he was a human sacrifice for the whole world. And when you repent, that's honestly turning away from your sins, admitting you're a sinner and receiving him to your heart, then all them sins is washed away. He will never remember them again. You get a clean, fresh start. You become a child of God with his power. Does he really want to come into my heart? <laughs> Jesus said, I stand at the door of your heart and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into you 
and I will <laughs> sup with him and him with me. You see, Jody, in the next life, you'd reign with Christ, with riches and power like you never dreamed, and you'd have angels waiting on you and traveling your beautiful body at incredible speeds. In where's fact, my, Jody! Is, I've never heard any of that <laughs> shit before. Jesus will come in and sup with you in your new body. and Yeah. And you can know. fucking fly at incredible, <laughs> like you fucking get to fly at Mach 5 and shit through heaven. That sounds it pretty badass, actually. I never heard that. You just need to receive Jesus, Thomas. <laughs> you, got, you got to let him come inside you. <laughs> In fact, Jody, if the Lord allowed you to see all he was prepared for you, it will slay you. <laughs> um, I want Jesus as my Lord. Then let's pray, bitch. Right here, and he will take him. You got to take him as your personal Savior and Lord. Lord Jesus, I, I'm a oh, terrible this singer. This, this is the girl. That's, oh, that's, uh... Uh, Lord Jesus, I'm a terrible sinner. Please come in me, intimate my heart, and be my Lord and personal Savior. This is the cop. Hey, this? something's going on over in the park. Jody is kneeling with those strangers. God damn it. I've never felt such peace in my life. It's real. He's in my heart. I'm in love with Jesus. I'm saved now and I know it. I've got a I've I've got a lot to talk to you two about. You wanna go for a drive, sis? Yeah. Hey, did you just call me sis? Yeah, because we've just been birthed into the kingdom of God. Does the, does the bottom one come first? Lord. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Okay. Wow, that's cool. I like my new family. <laughs> oh, that's me. I left my jacket in the cafe. Go get your car and pick me up out front, okay? Okay, Jody. <laughs> it won't start. I wonder what's wrong. Hey, the distributor cap's gone. This means Jody's in trouble. I'm going to the cafe. Hey, did you see a girl coming here for her jacket? No, nobody came in. Hey, there's a pentagram. He's lying. Dude. Hey, you can't <laughs> do that. I call the cops. <sighs> God damn it. Thank God I got the license number. Help me, Jesus! That this is probably not checked out the license. It belongs to a the one Morse of 2099 Ridgeway Lane. Would you meet us there at 9 p.m.? I wouldn't miss it for anything. I've got to get my car fixed. I'll wait for you by the driveway. Tim, I'm going in now. You guys come in right behind me. Okay, they should be here any moment. Okay, Lord. I can't read it. Gonna, okay, okay, Lord. Here's a gate of hell. Give me your power. Smash! What the? Jody! Get him. Kill, kill, kill. In the name of Jesus, I'm taking authority over you. Get away from us, Lucifer. Help us. I'm sick. 
Why are they inside? Lord, oh boy, the Lord really answered my prayers. You're safe now, Jody. It's all over. You've got just one more thing to do. I know. Hey. Hey, it's Reverend Cooley. Surprise, I've got Sheriff Barker. Look. Oh no, I've got the good old Mayor Samuels. Lucifer gave me the power, but the price was terrible depression and constant fear. He tricked me and thank God for the precious blood of Jesus Christ. If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. You know, guys, those heavy into witchcraft believe that Satan will win at the Battle of Armageddon when Christ returns. They believe they'll be crowned for their evil accomplishments by their god, the devil. But look what's in store for Satan in the not-too-distant future. Satan's already lost once before, but this time, Lord Jesus will finish him off. Okay. <laughs> Am I Satan? I guess so, yeah. Jesus is Lord! Jesus is Lord! And there it is. Okay. There is, uh, there it is. a whole second issue. <laughs> Dude, there are so many things that I wanted to go back here and, and point out. As we Let's do this. it, man. We can break this. <laughs> Let's break it down. So, so first of all, uh, well, I'm just going to ignore that that she said what her age was because none of the girls here look anything like what they said their ages were. Yeah, but this, they, they look, they look. Uh, what is that? Left wet and drove hard or something. <laughs> I mean, the the artwork is absolutely phenomenal. It looks like it's straight out of storyboards from like a 1970s slasher movie. You know, like everything, complete with the the grimy, uh, freaking mm -hmm. hands back here. Um, they're like injecting her, maybe like extracting some adrenochrome or something over here. Um, you've yeah, got like this. The, yeah. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, like the muscles, like everything, dude. Like they, they do a fucking fantastic job. Well, um, the artist for this one, I forgot his name already. It was Fred something. Oh, oh. Um, he was I a mean, black guy, right? Yeah, the black guy. He had absolute, you know, mastery of anatomy here. I mean, you can see, like, some. I mean, it, after you work and look through comics for a while, you'll notice some artists, specifically the ones that are self-taught, they kind of teach themselves like human anatomy. And sometimes you'll notice things that kind of look wrong. But man, like every single muscle and bone and tendon, these arms and all the the postures look you know phenomenal um and then i have to say that this is probably my favorite page out of the entire book um by a slim margin there's some other really cool ones but just having all these cult members with the black hoods they've got the bloody dagger held over the the knocked out woman on the altar you've got the upside down cross the pentagram um and then this like badass scene of you know holding up this grail with all sorts of uh sort of like sigils on the edge this is just such a bad this is so um sort of like quintessential um john todd imagery i think well for those that are hearing a baby in the background my wife is using the bat using the bathroom so my baby is here experiencing this with me right now so <laughs> it's a we're bridging the generation <laughs> exactly <with Jack> comics. <laughs> is this awesome boy he looks excited that, that one so much there was a i really don't get the kid part like i'm not understanding why 
the yeah, and the dog my, and Tammy. my guess was like they were stealing a puppy so that they could lure people into their van. That's like the, but they don't explain it. There'd be easier ways to do it, especially apparently in this world that you can just like give someone money and they'll just go buy a puppy anyways. Yeah. Uh, let's see. This one right here, Common Bible. Uh, I wasn't sure if this is what the fake preacher was reading. I assume that this is the fake preacher because one of Jack It's facing on- him. Well, and one of his ongoing themes that if, if you don't specifically read the King James Bible, then you're basically reading lies. So here's an example of, uh, I think, Jack Chick injecting this like fake pastor reading his fake Bible because it's not the King James Version. And there's Asian writing on the side. That's funny. <laughs> Uh, what else here? Uh, this I love this freaking little scene here with the goddess love over the left shoulder. Like it's just got this like nice ominous freak. It's like a like a decent B horror movie flick, man. Um, and then I've always do like I've always in in these older books and old movies, all the libraries have like a freaking secret occult section. It's like in the basement, or you gotta like <coughs> you gotta like pull the special book and it shifts over, and there's a secret room back there. I mean, the only time I've ever seen an occult book section was maybe at a Barnes and Noble, and it was super lame, and it was just like dream journals and shit. That's a bummer. I was gonna ask if that's real because I want to go to fucking. There's a library down the road for me. Go check out the occult section. Well, I mean, honestly, there's a there was a huge occult revival in the early 1900s, anyways. So some some libraries legitimately do have occult book sections, uh, or maybe not. It's not on purpose. Well, a lot of bookstores do, but but honestly, a lot of those occult books are kind of like worth the money, right? Um, so that's more of the reason. But anyways, Dude. I just I always love this this uh, this trope of like if you sneak into the library, the library's got like a secret hidden key to the occult book section. Dude, and all old bitchy librarians are evil. I mean, that just <laughs> that tracks. Well, I mean, I think the the hidden context here that they didn't reveal is that this is like a skin suit, and you pull it off, and there's a lizard underneath there. Mm. Yeah, look at her, dude. God, that right, yeah, that right there. <laughs> they and dude, the fucking ruffles on her shirt—they just, dude. Every there's attention to detail in this shit. It's fucking fantastic. The, uh, I love notice, also. Like, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I love also that when they go into the hotel to, like, buttfuck, um, he starts asking him, like, so he doesn't know the story of, of Lucifer, so he has to pretend, like, well, how did Lucifer get started for real, though? <laughs> and then, so, but that was just, like, so that they could give you the background story, and they could give you some, dude, it's dope as shit. And, like, when, that, and that wasn't just any background story, that was John Todd's background story of Lucifer, because I... I mean, you can look some of that up in the Bible, and they had some references, but there's a lot of in between lines of like, I'm the ex grand druid Illuminati master, so I'm giving you that inside dope. We'll see, there's that too. And then also, like, when they're like praying with homegirl, and they're like, Yeah, Jesus will forgive anything. She's like, Anything? Even (laughs) if I murdered somebody? (laughs) And then, but like, John Todd has to be like, Yeah, of course. And that's normal. All Satanists do that because that's what I did. Because John Todd had a bunch of fucking lies saying that he like murdered a bunch of people for Satan. But it's okay because Jesus has forgiven me. Like, dude, because I've seen some of those videos of like these preachers that like were the cool guys and like were they pretend that they were 
like ex satanic priests and shit. And they'll get up there. Like I'll send you a video later. It's fucking phenomenal. It might be John Todd, but it might be this other guy. Um, and anyways, he fucking talks about like having to like sacrifice babies and shit for Satan. And but he's of like the sitting overweight, there, the overweight yes, guy with like, the chunky the, uh, guy with the, yeah, yeah with earrings the, and shit. Yeah, with, with the party in the back, business in the mm-hmm. front, party in the back. What the yeah. fuck's that guy's name? Uh, I don't know. I know exactly what you're talking about. I know his name yeah. off my head though. But that's like, not, it, that's not John Todd though. Okay, okay. But like, uh, I'm thinking about that guy. But like, the way he does it is like he's sitting there like talking to your mom. He's talking to like boomers in the audience, like goofballs, and he's trying to like trying to explain to you that it's okay. It's all right. I asked Jesus. I said Mulligan. I said, Jesus, forgive me for that. So it's all good. That's my past. And now I'm up here and I'm going to tell you about Jesus. Like, it's so fucking crazy that he's simultaneously trying to convince you that he like hacked apart children for Satan, but now it's okay. Like, yeah, we're good, bro. We call it, we call yeah. it Mulligan. We're good. <laughs> this is uh, just FYI. This is uh, John Todd here, this dude. Okay, no. that was definitely not John Todd. This guy's actually almost handsome. Yeah, no, I I know exactly who you're you're talking about. I just don't know the guy's name. And there's, I'll grab it for one of the uh, the next time we do one of these. I've got the John Todd Experience book that I've read a few times. Um, oh wait, here it is, right here. So this, when I saw this in um in a in a bookstore, I couldn't not grab it. Look at the freaking price on this thing. Um, Good God, yeah, how dude, much did it cost you, dude? And that's a time, fucked up version. I think it was like 30 bucks when I got it at the time. It wasn't, it wasn't that much. And essentially yeah. if, if you look, here's this picture that is kind of based on that one that I showed you. And to the left and right of his head, there's these little cassette tapes because originally um, this Todd phenomenon, this John Todd, he had explained his whole like Illuminati ex grand druid background on a series of cassette tapes. And those cassette tapes were also kind of published and spread around by Jack T. Chick along with John Todd. And then after that kind of gained a lot of traction, I believe um, he like part transcribed and then part retold some of his story through this book. And then the chick uh, comic books of the Crusaders and John Todd influence, I think all came after that. So it started with, he came out of, you know, ex Dran Gruid, Illuminati hiding, uh, did a bunch of cassette tapes, wrote a book and then started working with Jack T. Chicken comics. And I don't know the rest of his trajectory. I always assumed it might've been crazy. Like, a the, the Fritz Springmeier for like he writes um you know like um MK Ultra Monarch mind control and then goes and does like an armed robbery in a bank and gets arrested for it. I kind of assume that John had us had a similar trajectory, but I, I don't know. I have to look into it. That's dope as fuck, dude. Do you I mean, do you remember any part of his of his like testimony? Is like what kind of crazy uh, yeah, shit I mean, did he do? Uh, it was it was way uh, more tame than I was expecting, but also because in the 70s when he came out with this, you know, like it probably seemed a lot more salacious, like the kinds of stuff that he was talking about. Um, it was it was kind of run of the mill Wiccan and Satanism. And honestly, even as I read it, I kind of like my BS meter was going off nonstop because it's like he wasn't just some low, like low guy that happened to like be in a corner and see some stuff. No, he was like in the top 13 grand council of the planet, you know, neck like Rothschild on the left, freaking Morgan's to the right. Um, and Does that, he name uh, drop like that? Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, just, um, I mean, I'm not going to, I don't know the exact names that he drops, but absolutely. He, he drops like Fuck, the last yes. names of like the bloodlines that he was with. Cause I do believe that 
there's probably some heavy crossover between John Todd and Fritz uh, Springmeier. Maybe not in the exact names and research, but that concept of like, you've got the Council of 300, and then above that, you've kind of got like these smaller and smaller councils as you go up until, again, John Todd said there was like a Council of 13 or 11 or something, and that he, not just he was in that, but like he and his mom were in it, so that like John Todd and his mom, I guess, represented like, about 10% of the entire, you know, world of occult sort of like secret society. It just happened to be him and his mom in it. So that, that was part of it. I'll, I'll grab some extracts the next time we do this. That's dope. That's fucking funny, dude. And I, I guess that's how you'd have to do it. Cause like, like how do I even join like some satanic cult like that? And how do you like work your way up to the top? Like, and like, how does he like, cause he looks like a young dude. How the fuck is he like one of the top leaders, the top 13, like you expect some grisly old man that's been doing this like his entire fucking life. Yeah. But I, mean, I guess if like, you wanted to tell me like it was, uh, it was, you know, like one of the Bush family dynasties or something, or, you know, freaking like Prescott. Hunter Biden was in the top 13 and be like, eh, okay, you know, <laughs> at least it would make a better book. He'd sell more than uh, John Todd sold, I think. <laughs> that was the time though, dude. He might have sold a fuck ton. That was like that was like the satanic ritual abuse kind of fucking like 70s and 80s where that shit was like the like the most popular thing in the world. But I think maybe it was a little too soon. Maybe he started that going, huh? Yeah, I, th- I think he actually came just a little bit before the uh, satanic ritual abuse stuff came out with Michelle Remembers, because Michelle Remembers yeah. was early 80s, and I think John Todd was late 70s. Like, he, yeah, he he kind of, like, you know, released his album just a couple years too early before that genre was really fucking popular and getting, the you know, the radio plays, so to speak. But How also, old was John Todd? Uh, oh, go he for was thir- it. He was 30s, I think, when he wrote that book. Yeah. Um, but I was I was just gonna say that having him not be part of the satanic ritual abuse, satanic panic, at least the eighties, nineties version, actually makes in a weird freaking distorted way, it like adds more credit to his bullshit work because it came before people were cashing in. Like he was OG crazy about this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. He didn't like wait for everyone to be on Sally Jesse Raphael and the Donahue show and the Springer Dude, show. Dude, I love Sally Jesse. That was my favorite show as a kid. I used to watch Sally and Maury. Those were like my fucking shows. I just, yeah, I I grew up with Jerry and and uh, Geraldo and and Ricky Lake. Actually, I really like the Ricky Lake series. I think you're a touch older than me. Yeah. Thomas. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I I I'm, missed... I'm turning. Uh, I turned 39 this year. Okay. I just turned 34. So you're not much older than me, but ju- I think just enough. I miss like Ricky. I missed like I did have Robin Givens. In the Robin Given show when I was a kid, but yeah, yeah, the rich styles uh, of the 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 or lifestyles of the rich and famous. You mean? No, Robin Givens had a show. She had a like a talk show. She was the one that I'm she was like a beauty Robin. queen. Yeah, yeah. No, Robin Givens was like she was kind of a beauty queen. She was the one that got raped by Mike Tyson. You remember she like married him for a minute and like anyway, she was a pseudo celebrity for a minute and she got a talk show. That's fucking nineties shit. Or it's a uh, very it's, early two thousands. I don't know. These kids don't understand those those talk shows. Dude, they were great, dude. Fun. I don't know if I ever told you this one. I have a fun story that when I was like sixteen, I think one of my friends went to Chicago with his mom, and they were in a park, just like enjoying, you know, just like walk around the park. And one of the producers from the Jerry Springer show 
um, told them both, like, hey, if you guys go on the show and told my friend, like, you pretend like you're the homeless runaway teen and you're the mom and we're going to re- reunite you guys for the first time in like four years or whatever. And if you do it and you and like, you know, you go on the show and you do this thing, we'll pay for your trip back. We'll send you back first class. We'll put you in a nice hotel and everything. So they're like, eh, fuck it. And they went and did the show. But that was like pretty much the M.O. for at least half of the shows when they just couldn't get the guests on. Or they couldn't fill, you know, that one storyline they wanted to fill. They would just go out and cast someone like, you know, a couple blocks away from the studio and just be like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> Dude, that was the Wild West back then. Like kids have no idea. Like they used to do shows, too, where it was like, OK, now I think it was on Maury, but he would do like segments sometimes. Right. So like his show, he'd have a fucking t- a show every single fucking day. Like throughout the week, so Monday through yeah. Friday, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. he would do like segments, and like one of them was like my super secret sexy surprise or something like that, and so it would be like somebody that had like a crush on you, like so back in the day, somebody that wanted to like fuck you back in the day when you were a teenager, Thomas. And do you remember these shows? And then I, re- they would I remember like, that one of them, like someone died over it, mm-hmm. and so like they would like. It would be like some some sexy lady that like used to have a crush on you and maybe even you scorned her because like sometimes it was like I used to be ugly but now I'm sexy. Oh yeah. And like yeah. <laughs> they Those were, were so just fucked up because it was it was like, you know, this guy just tormented me for four years straight. He killed my dog. He, you know, yeah. broke my ankle. He disfigured my face. But now I'm sexy and I want to <laughs> hook up with them. And it was just yeah. like how fucking crazy do you have to be? Dude, and these broads were so nuts, dude. They would get like a, they would have like a ton of plastic surgery. They'd have like the fucking titty implants. And they'd be like, "I bet you want to fuck me now, don't you?" And it was just so fucking ridiculous. Well, my, my favorites is that they they had one where like Guar went on, and Guar just acted like Guar, but it absolutely shocked the audience because they thought Guar was legit, like this you know broken cross freaking uh, Satan worshiper stuff. And they you know they they played into it. It's one of my favorite ones, and then. They had a lot of, uh, I think the um, Geraldo one when he had like some either KKK or Satanist on or something like legitimately got like a broken nose, had like a chair thrown at him or something like that shit was wild, man. Those were that shit great- was wild, dude. And I think that I was think great TV. That's what's wrong with television now. Well, the modern version of that, I guess, would be more like a Dr. Phil thing, but they've they've nailed the formula down so much that now it's like the audience is in on it and the show's in on it and it's always got. <laughs> It's always got, like, Dr. Phil wants story. like a film of like credibility because like Oprah introduced him. You know what I mean? And so like he wouldn't have a career if it wasn't for Oprah. So he like he tries to like Dr. Phil still still tries to act like this and serious. <laughs> and it's I don't know, dude. But it's it's smutty trash. It's it's all smutty trash. And Dr. Phil's a fucking douchebag. Do you remember the the um the bum fights guy that went on to Dr. Phil and he shaved his head and he put on a suit to look exactly like Dr. Yeah. Phil and like mirrored him? <laughs> yeah, dude, that shit's fucking fantastic. Yeah, so it's was, fucking great. I was gonna I was gonna point out a couple more of the, the some artwork specifics here. So like um one of the things that impressed me that I guess is a little bit subtle, but you see this car here in the in the daytime. And then here they are driving at night. And you yeah, notice dude. that the way that he does the rain um, is just these like vertical, you know, these diagonal um, vertical lines. But if you look at the edge of the car, he's got these like little blue dots of like the water splashing off it. And this is just such a cool freaking effect, man. Yeah, dude. I mean, he was a fucking master artist, dude. 
And this also, he, he didn't do any of the artwork for it, but this artwork, specifically for the time, reminds me of the old um, Tales from the Crypt comics, which were mm. really freaking dope around this same like early 80s period. And they had a lot of this very similar line work uh, to convey like motion and stuff. I remember the show. I didn't even know they had a comic. One of the best comics ever, man. I highly, highly recommend that if you like the show, the comics were really, really good. Um, yeah, like the, all of this artwork really, really reminds me of those uh, those Tales from the Crypt comic. And this crazy, <laughs> the crazy dude that's just like eating fingers. He kind of like, I wanted to know more about this guy because like yeah. you just find a random dude eating fingers and then this is kind of like proof that Satanists are doing weird shit and then that's the end of his storyline. Like, I want to follow this dude for the rest of the comic for the next 20 pages. Yeah, and this shit is awesome, too. Yeah, dude, they were having sex. Look at this. <laughs> Talking about Lucifer and fallen angels. And <laughs> but and this, this... One, this one reminded me of Flat Earth immediately, because I was like, oh, there's that fucking ice wall, bro. <laughs> there's the ice wall, the firmament. Yeah. Dude. And then if you go down, uh, this is, like, in my memory as a kid about ball about the children being sacrificed to fucking and then this picture of nimrod i still like when i picture nimrod this is who i see in my head this guy right here this guy right here from this comic book i think this is like this actually made me more interested in the bible and so maybe that was like the effect like that's what they were looking for right (laughs) like they were hoping a kid would read this and then go crack open the bible you ever seen the uh, the scene in Clockwork Orange where Alex is reading the Bible in jail and he's getting converted? I don't remember you that. You ever seen so so in, you've seen Clockwork Orange before? I've seen it. I've seen it a few times, dude. But I was like, it's probably like twelve. I don't even remember them getting drunk on milk and then oh, gang raping somebody. Re- somebody re- told it. me about that. I have to it now with all, with all the crazy stuff in your head now. Rewatch, but there's a specific scene in Clockwork Orange where. Um, Alex is being rehabilitated, quote unquote, and he someone gives him the Bible to read, and he starts reading it, and all the guards are like, "Oh, finally, this young man is coming around. He's reading the Bible. You know, he's he's on the straight and narrow." And then it shows you what's going on in his head, and it's the scene of like Jesus being uh, marched through the streets and being whipped and just like covered in blood. You know, like um, uh, the 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 freaking uh, yeah yeah Jesus. the Passion of Christ yeah Passion of Christ. Yeah. But in his mind, he's Punch's pilot, and he's got the whip, and he's, like, <laughs> whipping it. So, like, in his mind, he's like, oh, man, this story's awesome, you know? Like, I would love to be there and whip Jesus. But everyone else from the outside is like, oh, this, this man's finally found God. Thank God, you know? And then this, is, this here looks like a uh, not just um, a, a nod to Rome falling because of, like, you know, the uh the symbol falling but Mm -hmm. there almost has to be like a almost a nazi implication here just because of the fasci and sort of the the eagle position and then here's the uh the infamous uh we're just bros scene (laughs) right on bro yeah oh dude and then they cut back to this kid for just half a second (laughs) yeah With a new pup, he did go and buy the new puppy that hasn't replaced his old dog, which is kind of fucked up. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> well, we did not read the scriptures, but I don't think it's completely necessary. People can fucking 
I'll, I guess we'll leave it in the show notes. Maybe I'll do that. Yeah, I think maybe for next one we could go ahead of time and maybe look them all up so we've got them as referenced. Yeah. Or if, if Anthony's here, that would be a perfect... Or if we have a third here to just be like the freaking uh, theologian, right? And this is actually kind of bad. Dude, it would, it would actually be kind of cool to walk into a freaking fast food restaurant and just see some chick munching down on a burger with a, a pentagram around, you know, the shirt. I'm in Portland, dude. I yeah, see this kind of shit. I guess you see that every, every day. <laughs> and I was, you know, what was throwing me off too is that she, uh, she doesn't do anything very impressive, right? She's like immediately sold on Jesus again, but she mentions having all of these supernatural powers, and that the reason that she didn't like Jesus to begin with is because, like, oh, he doesn't have any of those supernatural powers anymore. Like that shit's old school. So, so this like, is I would have crazy, been like, hungry, like. But like, yeah. what do you do? Like, show show me something. Float, freaking change your hair color, do some craft shit. You know. I mean, I'm curious okay. to know what Jack Chick thinks Satanists can do. Like, do, does he think she can like spin her head in a 360? You know what I mean. I mean, even if she could, okay. And <laughs> you know what I mean. I'd be pretty <laughs> fucking impressed. I'd be impressed, but I mean, <laughs> I don't feel like I. It would, you know. Okay, you're gonna like yell at me from 360 degrees around or something. But yeah, like she just someone told her about Lucifer's fantastic power and that um he can control almost anyone. But again, like she doesn't actually go into like what's the thing? Like, what's the freaking thing that he does? You know, does he have like shoot lasers out of his fingers? Can he just like conjure up gold? Does he just like freaking touch you and it's just like an immediate orgasm? Like, what is the specific superpower? And I and I don't think we're ever gonna see Jack Chick or any of his cohorts or John Todd ever really fr- like pinpoint that. Be like, oh well, it says here, you know, you can levitate, you can do X, Y, and Z. Because um, again, dude, like that's the whole point of, of like leaving things to mystery in the occult, right? Because if you actually spelled it out, it takes all the freaking magic out of it. That's true. And if I could, if you told me that if I could do some sweet witchcraft. And all of a sudden, I could fly on a broom. I might be interested as fuck. Like if they're trying to like sell kids, like, hey, witchcraft isn't cool. But you know, if they were like dropping some, like, hey, if you do this, I mean, on a on a very serious note, right? The way that I always think about it is that from the specifically Satanic Panic, but seventies through the nineties, you had all of these um, poltergeist movies and poltergeist novels, and you know, ghost stories, and just like they were just exploding. Kind of like in the 50s and 60s, there was a lot of spontaneous combustion, right? But it just so happened that spontaneous combustion in the 50s and 60s kind of coincided with like non-flame retardant materials and like everybody smoked inside and like smoked in cars and were wearing, you know, non-flame retardant clothes. Like there was a lot of ways that someone could have burst in the flames. And then, of course the uh, clothing manufacturers and the car manufacturers and, you know, cigarette, no one's going to want to be like, oh yeah, maybe that was our fault. So it's like, oh, maybe they're just lighting on fire just spontaneously. And it kind of like became this thing. Right. But then like all of a sudden after flame retardant clothing became a normal and like all of these extra regulations became normal. When's the last time that you heard mass media reports of spontaneous combustion? It almost died with like unsolved mysteries. Yeah, but you did know? they did they did they used to talk about that on the news? They used to fucking say it some was, motherfucker. It, at the very least, it was at least reported in like those those like um Smithsonian like offshoot magazine, like their 
their like weird cousin magazine and that would list all of like oh in the bermuda triangle and oh here's eight reports of you know uh, giants underground and spontaneous combustion but i'm thinking it's the same thing where that from the 80s to the 90s they almost seemed like like the stigmata movies and the exorcist movies and the poltergeist that was kind of like coming to a head and then the second that everyone has a phone in their pocket and can record video anywhere they're at all of a sudden it's like wait what happened to all of the badass you know like rituals and you know what's crazy though guys. is dude i've done a little bit of research on those motherfucking uh spontaneous combustion shit like the mm-hmm. weird thing is it's like the ground won't be singed and there, there's like nothing left of the dude like it'll just be goo and so it'll be like something like burned so hot that like everything's fucking gone but then it'll be something like but their but their clothes are fine or it's like it's fucking weird, dude. There's but a lot, like of, but a lot of those reports like, are like from the fifties and sixties, and there's okay, like, but if, <laughs> <laughs> but but assume that they weren't. <laughs> assume it's a hundred percent on point. Yeah, they're wild as fuck. But yeah, I right. honestly like I just remember it's like I'll harp on the spontaneous combustion stuff, and I guess that and Bermuda Triangle. Growing up, those things were like my mind gravitated towards that. And I, cause I always would think too, like, fuck if spontaneous combustion is for real, I might legit like either me myself, or I might just see someone just burst into flames one day. And I had That's always, like, dope. I was always kind of keeping my eyes out for it. Like <laughs> I've read about it happening enough that someone I know, or me myself, are going to like see it happen out in public, especially you, you go to like Disney world, or you go to like a huge freaking place with thousands and thousands of people, right? You go to Woodstock, you're going to assume that just by the freaking power of numbers, one dude is going to, you know, spontaneously combust, but it never kind of happens. So, you know, over it time, only happens like, if you're alone in your room and you're smoking <laughs> cigarettes. It's uh no, it's, it's like the, uh, the Jim Henson rule where it's like your, all your toys come alive or like the toy story. Like they all come alive when you're not looking, but the second you look, they're all just like toys again. Right. Yeah. It's some dumb shit. That <laughs> it's good. Oh, man, what was the other thing that we were talking about? Oh, I don't know. I guess we could explain what happened with that dude that died. So some dude uh, some dude um, went on – it wasn't – was it Maury? I think it was some other show. But it was it was very similar. So some guy goes on one of these talk shows, and they tell him, look, you have a secret long-lost crush that has loved you since you were like in middle school, this person wants to marry you. They want to fuck you. They're going to do all these things to you. Can you guess who it is? And he's like, no. And so then they like, they like play up all these hints, right? They do all these hints and then, and then they do all the sexy touching. So he's like, he's blindfolded and doesn't know what's going on. And so his crush goes up and like, starts like tickling his arm and like touches his nipple and shit. And just like, it's like flirt with him and then gets up there and kisses him. And they're like making out on stage and stuff. And then he's like, can you guess who it is? And the guy's like, still, he's like, no, I have no idea. And he goes, okay, you ready for the big reveal? And, and so he does it. He takes his fucking blindfold off, and it's a dude. It was like a guy that was Whoa. in love with him. Do you remember that? That was, so Jenny, was like, that was the Jenny Jones show. Okay, that was Jenny Jones. And, uh, dude, and so then that guy gets so embarrassed and so freaked out, he murders the guy. That's that was happened. Honestly, that was that was probably the end of those that big, like, reveal things. And there had been a handful of other ones too that were on like Jerry Springer and those where, um, but it was like 
hey, you know, your girlfriend you've been going out for two years, it's really a dude. She's got a dig. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was like an ongoing, like at least one show per week had that exact theme throughout the 90s. It was a very common ongoing theme. Dude, (laughs) is this the only, is this the reason why we always had sex in the dark and you'd only let me butt fuck you? (laughs) (laughs) I thought this was because you were saving your virginity until marriage. So good, dude. Speaking of, are you familiar with Jesus' loophole? Uh, no, inform me. <laughs> this is like some like pretty hardcore Christians and or uh, I think this is big in Mormons. So it's like if like some teenage girl and her boyfriend are getting hot and heavy uh, and they're, they're going to fuck, she'll be like, look, I can't have sex. I have to save my virginity till marriage so you can stick it in my ass. And oh, that's yeah, called yeah. Jesus's loophole. Okay, and so, yeah. this like, is just, this is like the Catholic uh, Catholic schoolgirl workaround. Yeah. Fuck yeah! And there's a fantastic song. If everybody wants to look this up later, it's called. So type this into into YouTube. Fuck me in the ass because I love Jesus. <laughs> it's. <laughs> it sounds like a song from a, a band called Anal Cunt. <laughs> Dude, watch this later. You're gonna fucking. It's it's fantastic. Speaking of uh, funny religious workarounds, there was one I remember from the early 2000s. It was always funny. It was uh, a Mormon dude that apparently Mormons aren't allowed to look at uh, porn or nudity. So what they would do, they, there was this technique called bubbling, or I think it was like circle. I think it was called bubbling. You ever heard this before? No. So they would, you would take a you take a picture of like a, a girl in like a swimsuit or something, and then they would just draw like a white circle, and they would just keep drawing white circles all over the entire picture until it covered everything except for skin and it gave it this illusion of like they're they're naked underneath all of those bubbles um but there would just be like galleries and galleries and galleries of just pictures of of girls that had these like bubbles all over them to hide the clothes does this still exist can i go- google oh, bubbling? I'm, I'm, yeah I'm sure, I'm sure we if we google mormon bubbling right now let's see what comes up <laughs> Dude, I want to see this. Also, maybe we, we should play. Maybe we should play. Here. Fuck me in the ass because I love Jesus. Here, I'll, I, I think this is safe to share because it's literally. Uh, it seems like it's fine. Uh, okay, I don't care, dude. We could fucking burn the channel. I don't give a shit. <laughs> so uh, here we go. This is bubbling. So, see on the left side. Oh the right shit. Side, I it's get it. That works. Picture. <laughs> fuck yeah. That's hot as fuck. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, I could totally get that. If I, dude, as a teenager, that's all it would take for me when I was a fucking kid. I remember <laughs> fucking like, yeah, dude, I used to jerk off to weird, stupid like lingerie catalogs and stuff. And the poor man's Playboy, yeah, yeah. Dude, these kids will never understand the struggle. Like, well, I mean. I don't look at porn anymore, but like, like porn was not at your fingertips, dude. You had to go and look that shit up. Like I remember the first time that I found porn. Well, one of the first times I found porn, I was like, probably, I don't know, like eight and like me and my friend found it. And it's like, dude, it's always in the weirdest places. So like we were like taking a walk around in the woods alone. Oh, and yeah. Why is there always a magazine always. in the fucking woods, man? <laughs> dude, it was a pile of them and it was under a log like behind a tree and there was like there was like 
45 fucking magazines and they were filthy, dude. And so we were just flipping through them going like, holy shit. Oh, we got comments. Here we go. <laughs> he said, it's a dude. Okay. Starting the shaming rituals. The stash hidden in the woods. LOL. Yep. Yeah. And there would always be, there'd always be like a baggie with like a couple seeds in it nearby too, right? Some weed seeds? Yeah, just some weed. Like nothing good, just the seeds left over. <laughs> a handful of stems. Yeah, dude. I don't, yeah. So, dude. Yeah, that's so fucking funny. So, so there were just like homeless men that would just have to like, or was it these regular guys? Like they would have to hide their porn stash. So think about like a normal married dude and he'd want to have a porn stash, but he'd have to hide it from his wife. And so, like, he'd hoof it, and he'd have to go into the woods, and, like, I am walking the dog, or something. And he'd have to like go fucking, and then he'd ha- he'd have to hide it inside of a fucking log. It was <laughs> wild, dude. And then, like, fucking weird teenage kids, or I wasn't even a teenager, dude. I was a little kid. We always happened upon that shit. It was like it was magical. Well, th- was that terrible. was like that was like the ultimate uh, sort of currency, at least. I want to say around like fifth grade, especially in the middle school, you could like find a magazine and just like rip pages out. And like that would be, you know, worth something. You know what I mean? That would turn into an actual sort of like underground economy for a little while until, you know, a teacher would come around and find it. That's funny shit, dude. You can get like whoopie pies and shit from the other kids, like <laughs> trade them for their fucking lunch and their like <laughs> yeah. snack pack. <laughs> it's a solid trade. Fucking A, dude. All right, brother. That was a lot of fun. Uh, do you want to do you do you want to play "Fuck Me in the Ass" because I love Jesus? This will definitely get us a strike on YouTube, and that's okay. Let's fucking strike it. I'm <laughs> on my channel. Let's do my it. Channel. Yeah. All right. So pop that video up. You'll find it. It's fucking fantastic. Oh, all right. This is uh oh okay. Garfunkel and Oates. Oh wait, I gotta okay. I gotta reshare so that we can hear it. Hold on. Okay. Boom. This is fantastic. All my life I've been good. Do what my mom and dad and God say I should. Go to church and Bible school to live by God's rules. So whatever people tell me that the Bible tells me, I will do. Walk the halls of high school with my purity ring. I'm like those other girls, I got my morals in check. It was easy to do till I got a boyfriend and pardon my French, but he's cute as heck. But I made a pact to keep my hymen intact and Jesus and I <laughs> never learned about the birds and bees. I was taught to keep an aspirin in between my knees because the Bible says premarital sex is wrong. But Jason says that guys can't wait that long. I don't want to lose him to someone who'll do him. I need to figure something out. Well, there's a loophole in the scripture that works really well. So I can <laughs> without going to hell. Like five. 
Therefore, fuck me in the ass, because I love Jesus. Good Lord, we want it that way. Give me that sweet sensation of a throbbing rationalization. It's just between you and me. Because everyone knows it's the sex that God can't see. It's hard to be as pure as me, to resist the urge to lose my vaginal virginity, to wait until my marriage bed, to get my husband my unsullied maiden head. So take your cock out, shove it in my ass, fuck me until you come. Oops, I mean, let's join our souls and unite our bodies and fly with the wings of God. Whatever you do, don't touch my clitoris. If you ring Satan's doorbell, God can't ignore this. And no prophylactics when you put it in. Cause birth control's for sluts and it's a sin. I've emptied my bowels and laid out the towels. I'm ready for romance. Now I'm crazy to the power that's the highest. I've never heard Satan's but doorbell like my that. Polls, this one's the driest. And we can't procreate if we anally copulate. And God's okay with sodomy, but only if you're straight. <laughs> and I'm staying pure no matter what. So I'm okay with everything but everything but everything but. Whoa, fuck me in the ass because I love Jesus. The good Lord would want it that way. Give me that sweet sensation of a rock hard rationalization. It's just between you and me. Because everyone knows it's the sex that God can't see. <laughs> I do whatever the Bible tells me to, except for the parts that I choose to ignore because they're unrealistic and inconvenient, but the rest I live by for sure. So let's not talk about how the good book bans shellfish, polyester, and divorce, and how it condones slavery and killing gays, because those parts don't count, of course. Let's cherry pick the part about losing my cherry and mine it for ambiguities and omissions to circumvent any real sacrifice, but still feel pious in my arbitrary parroted positions. And don't you dare question my convictions. And don't look closely at the contradictions. Just focus on a sacrificial crucifixion and have faith in its complete jurisdiction. It's the only way to measure if you're good or not. And in a debate, just say to have faith, because when up against logic, it's the only card you've got. <laughs> so close your eyes, take a deep breath, and fuck me in the ass, because I love Jesus. The Lord would want it that way. Give me that sweet sensation of irrational rationalization. It's just between you and me. Because everyone knows it's the sex that God can't see. Yeah, my chastity belt has locks. But sometimes you need to think outside the box. Boom. <laughs> that was good shit. Yeah, uh, my buddy Drew from Missing the Point, uh, he says, LMAO, what an eventful way to start a Sunday morning. It is Sunday morning <laughs> in Australia for him, so. <laughs> Fucking A, man. All right, brother, that was a lot of fun. Uh, you want to give your plugs one more time? Oh, yeah, man. Um, ParanoidAmerican.com. Uh, at ParanoidAmerican on Instagram. And if you uh, are in a buying mood and you want some cool uh, shit that you can't get anywhere else check out on amazon just search for paranoid american and you'll find secret mystery school time samplers paranoid portraits which is a coloring book that's got all kinds of cool you know for everyone from baphomet to aldous huxley to alistair crowley and also check for uh, paranoid american history which is an anthology of eight different stories uh spanning from war of the worlds to um some sort of like a 
um, Robert Gordon Wasson and J.P. Morgan mushroom hunting slash JFK assassination. It's got a story called Geronimo's um, Skull, which follows Prescott Bush digging up Geronimo for the Skull and Bones Secret Society at Yale. So if any of that kind of stuff sounds like up your alley, go to Amazon and search for Paranoid American. Fuck yeah, dude. It sounds dope as fuck. Maybe someday, like fucking years later, there's going to be a group of dummies that are going over your comic books and doing a fucking podcast series on them. That's I hope, man. Shit. Although, dude, Jack, <laughs> Jack Jick sort of set this mold of yeah. that. Uh, it seems hard to uh, to kind of compare to, man. He had a certain type of crazy that I would love to have had. <laughs> All right, brother. That was a lot of fun. I'm going to hit the outro. Cheers, right, man. See you.